Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. And joining me, as always, in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give the people a shout-out. That's him just crushing a Nylabone. Also joining me in the High and Mighty studios... Uh, first time guest. I've been a fan of his for a long time, and I was actually a fan of his before I knew uh, what like writers and showrunners were. Guys, put your digital hands together for Phil Rosenthal. Phil, thank you so much for coming over here. Hello, shitheads. <laughs> yes, yes. I was. You're the first guest that I was truly like. I can't believe I have to do this in front of like the su- this sweet man that I. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very <laughs> unique opening, I have to say, and and. He, that's not some like uh, sound effect that he was playing. His dog is really right next to me on this little couch, enjoying this bone. Yeah, he now get- he's enjoying his paw. He's licking. That's a famous this move is of his. Yeah, for those of you who don't want to hear me eat Taco Bell on a podcast, That's hilarious. You get to at least hear my dog lap at his arm. He's so cute. He's right here. He's so he's so happy to see me. He, my I, family he, isn't as happy to see me when I come in the doors. Your little dog here. I think it's a low key understated thing about getting a dog is that they're always happy when you walk in the door, and that cannot be said about any other relationship. You're right. Like uh, he, they're truly like you're home. You could. And if you need that like ego boost, you could walk out for thirty seconds. Like if you That's really need, if you they forget, if you really need it, you could just walk out, check the mail, come back in. They're like, "You're back, you're back, you're back." I'm thinking about kicking my family out and just getting three dogs. I, I tell you what, as someone who's had both family and dogs, dogs better. Your dogs are better. <laughs> you can leave them alone for four or five hours at a time, and not have to worry about and what the hell so they're up. He's so happy now. He's cranking on this bone. He loves it. Yeah, he gets really excited when guests come over. As some people may know about dogs, they like present their favorite toy. And when Phil came in, Artie got pumped. Artie started running around and then brought his Nyla bone. And now is he knows truly I like, like I think this is getting uh, disgusting. He at this knows point. I like to eat, so he's showing me. Look, I like to eat too. Yeah, he looks like you in the Italy episode when you <laughs> got the meat out of the big 
oven. <laughs> That's me. Um, well, Phil, let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, today's topic we wanted to talk about was your specialty, your forte. How I've come to know you is eating lunch with oh. you, <laughs> which is a very exciting thing. Yeah, lunch. Arguably, people would say is the second most interesting meal of the day, right? A lot of people would put dinner as like that's when you flex your muscles on I, like I'm I'm actually the centerpiece of my day has always been lunch. And I this is what I want to get to because yeah. I think lunch is a true writer's room, like because yes. it is like when you come up in like I've been in a few, you when you come up, you're like Oh, I can't wait for lunch. Like lunch is the thing you could build your day around, especially in those in like I'm assuming in the Raymond room it was like carte blanche, you know, like order a bunch of stuff all for free and like uh-huh. I my friends who wrote, who worked on the Simpsons are always like those yep. guys are getting like the most like they're sending a PA to get Jitlada every Thursday <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> when you when you move to Hollywood yeah. and you're lucky enough to get a job in a an, on a television show and you're writing and your dream has come true. You don't even realize that the best part of it is going to be in that writer's room that, that a menu is going to come in. Now, now the work, it's, it's wonderful at first. And then it becomes, oh, my God, we're it, in here. It's like a veal pen. We're not allowed out yeah, even. And sometimes you're there until 3 in the morning. So you're, you're in a room with guys, sometimes ladies, but mostly guys in, in this uh, Especially world. at the time you, when you were coming up. When I was coming up and, and I came to Hollywood in 1989, okay? So you're in the room for 12, 14, 16 hours. The only sunshine coming in is the menu. Right. And so that menu comes and you go, what do you mean anything from anywhere? Really? Circle what you want. Write your name down next to really? it. Really? Yeah, it's so amazing. And then you do, and you know what happens? You get fat. <laughs> yeah, well, because you're sitting. Well, you're sitting, and also, when <laughs> somebody says fr- anything you want. You don't get just a salad. <laughs> Why would you? You're not thinking about self-preservation. You're thinking about, this makes me happy. This is the one thing in my day that is truly only thing- fun and great. And th- I think, you know, that's why food is so popular around the world it's the break in your day it's the thing we like it's not just because we're hungry and we have to eat we love it and it's the least frowned upon vice you can have i guess i i think right yes. like if you can if you're no one is ever really upset with someone for being like an overeater or like a gross <laughs> eater you're not like i need my i need my spouse to turn it around but if they're drinking every day you're like hey hey chill out but if down. they're having pancetta for breakfast every day you're not gonna fight them well if you overeat you're only hurting yourself right exactly that's the thing right? yeah but if not- you're drunk you're annoying everybody right, right. Yes. <laughs> um and i think uh the writer's room is like an amped up version of if you've ever had a shitty office job, yes. the only bastion you have is like at 11 a.m. You're going, what are we doing for lunch? You know, it's uh, true. Wh- what does everyone want to do and, for lunch? And, and the world stops. Right. To do this. Because you mean, can get outside for a half hour. Yeah. You can eat at your desk. You're like, oh, guys, we anything but Mexican. You know, like doing like it it saves you it gives you an hour to talk about leading up to it yep a, a half hour to an hour of eating it and then a half hour to hour after the fact of discussing it like <laughs> it buys you three hours of a break from a monotony of a day <laughs> it was i mean that those are fun times you don't what you don't what's sad is dinner at right your, at, at, in dinner the at work is brutal because <laughs> you shouldn't you be there for that that's like a family thing and some people when when the show starts messing with your lunch 
like, I'll give you an example. I worked on a hit show. I won't say what it is. It wasn't my show. It was another hit show that I was just a writer on, okay? And a memo came around. I'm telling you, this is a hit show. And this was a, a, a popular place. Memo comes around to all employees who worked in the, in the office building for this giant hit show. We notice some of you are putting milk on your cereal when you come into the kitchen in the morning. Uh, milk is for coffee. Cereal is for snacks. We do not provide breakfast for you. What? Do not put milk on your cereal. <laughs> Combining two things they have there and, already. And I remember thinking, wow, if I'm ever lucky enough to have my own show, we're going to put milk on it. <laughs> and that's one of the, that's the thing the lasting impression that Raymond has left on the world is that milk we put on the cereal. Milk on our cereal. <laughs> Not only did we put milk on our cereal, I can honestly sit here and tell you we had the best craft service in town. We have because it was a priority. I believe that. Absolute priority. I believe that rule number 1 is be nice. That's it. I didn't know anything about running a show before I got my own show. I only learned from the people I had worked for. You and learn, you either learn from them seeing them be nice or seeing or them not. not be nice and be like, well, I'm not going to do that. The memo yeah. about milk on the cereal, not so nice. <laughs> right. It's and, a great teaching tool uh, and, being shown inappropriate behavior. Right. Yeah. Uh, people people treating you and your work less than than nice is not nice. Right. Okay. <laughs> I follow. So, so you, you, that's rule number one. Rule number two, and I think this is even part of rule number one, is how do you show the people that you care about them, that you, you're not just paying lip service to be nice. What if the food was really good? What if the food at the craft service table where we go every spare moment, you know, when you're on the, when you're on the stage, especially every turn and it's around. a long run through or you're <laughs> oh, waiting you for the camera blocking yeah, yeah, or yeah. you're waiting for whatever. And, and it's even more so on a single camera show yeah. because the setups take so long, right? You're there many, yeah. many hours. Everybody congregates around, naturally, the food. So if it's just potato chips, you know, pretzels, crap, you go, you grab it anyway, you stuff your face with it, and you move on. You don't feel good. Yes. But what if the craft service table, there was a chef who was preparing nice things? What if there was takeout all the time from different places? What if uh, once in a while, uh, Ann Sather's cinnamon buns from Chicago? Aren't sitting there and they've been warmed up. <laughs> what if Delhi from New York has flown in once in a while? What if crab claws from Joe's stone crabs once oh. a year? <laughs> and we took the hammers from the set, from the set uh, department and covered the table with newspapers and we all went to town. Oh, that's awesome. So what does that do? That creates this beautiful feeling of... You know, if you and I, we hadn't met before, but suddenly we're at the craft service table and we have one of those cinnamon buns, I would turn to you and I would say, wow, this is good. And you would say, oh my God, I can't believe I've never worked on a show that has the... Right away we're talking and we're happy. Right. There's fewer instant connections than both saying, mm, at the same time. Exactly. Food's the great connector. Yeah. And so, and so you're, you're, you form a family. That's how you form a family, on and off stage. Truly. And so that's what you want. Oh. It engenders... Good feelings, loyalty, makes the show a happy place, makes the show better. I really believe that. On that a the show is made better. I, I agree with you. On a super low level, it's when you're coming up doing comedy videos and making shit yes. with your friends, it's like, hey, can you come over today? And you're like, 
I man, I'm bit. Hey, look, I'll, I'll order pizzas There's for everyone. Pizza. Right, exactly. And then okay. all of a sudden, you're like, now I'm oh, okay. And then you yes. eventually just get like older, and uh, your money goes up a little bit more. Where pizza is nice every once in a while, but I'm not doing stuff for pizza anymore. But when you tell me, yeah, look, we're gonna, uh, it's not the best job, but we're ordering the best food, or we're, you know, we're doing this after the fact. I'm like, I'm in. I worked on Thirty Rock as like a recurrent. I played one of the writers who didn't talk, Great. and I'd never been part of such a big show yeah. with such big names. Yeah, and then like. You know, like Alec is getting us the mud truck once a week. Aww. Tina's like today's uh, uh, sushi because we got a pickup, and like, and it's like uh, craft services was uh, was amazing. And then every once in a while, the best thing from craft services at Thirty Rock was someone would be like, "The buffalo chicken wraps are out." And they would make like hot buffalo chicken wraps with like uh, crumbled blue cheese and lettuce and stuff. Yes. And I'd be like, we would just like all the everyone would be standing over them, just like gavones, like putting it down. You know, I was there once. You were. You know, I did. Were you there when I was there? I did a. I did an appearance, and I'll tell you when I was there. You'd, you'd remember this if you were there. Yeah. It was the table read for the two hundredth episode. Oh, I was not there. No. Okay. Yeah. Th- that occurred on the filming of my show. I think it's called I Heart Connecticut, and and I played myself. <laughs> but I was so thrilled that she had asked me that Tina asked me to do it and wrote a little part for me. That I came to the show with Zabar's breakfast, and that was on the crisps. <laughs> Damn, I would have remembered that if I was there. Oh, uh, those uh, Zabar's uh, uh, locks and whitefish on a bagel. Unbeatable. Unbeatable, if yes. If people are listening, uh, uh, you can order this via via the internet. You yeah, they'll have deliver. it delivered to your house. Uh, my parents still send it every Hanukkah. I uh, get uh, Zabar's basket. Yes, every Hanukkah we get my wife's stepdad Zabar's <laughs> too because uh, that's like who his doesn't favorite. like it? It's so good. If one, if growing up as a Gentile on Long Island has taught yes. me one thing, yes. is that Jews have breakfast figured out. Like, de- <laughs> like the, anything. Maybe that's it. <laughs> de- deli, like yeah. food wise, they have food a lot wise. of stuff figured out. But like the uh, a Jewish breakfast. Oh man, you give me some raw onions with some but salmon. But what does every ethnicity have in common? It's that they think their food is the best. Right, and, and usually, that's amazing. And they're right. Everyone and is correct. Is. Yes. <laughs> And luckily for like people who get to try now global culture, we can try, we can eat at all types of food. If you live in a major city or even this smaller one. cities, yeah, LA in particular. You saw my show. This uh, I make the case that LA is the best food city in America, maybe the world, because who has our diversity? I don't know. And I would argue, I, I would have five years ago before I moved here, really dug my heels in and said and New, New York. York right. right, me too. But upon living here for five yes. years, I'm like- it just seems like there's another level. There's like another tier that I can't explain where it's not a pizza slice joint and it's not a super expensive place. Yeah. But there's just these like, and maybe it's, maybe if I lived in New York now too, in like yeah. 2017, it would be a little different. But I feel like there's just more diversity amongst just the uh, cuisines, but also like the the style or the level of bouginess. Like they go all over the place now. Restaurants. We have everything. Yeah, we, we literally- have everything. Uh, and you came at a very good time. You know, when I first came in 1989, it wasn't so good. No. I, in fact, I hated it here when I first moved out. I found one or two places that I like to eat. And but coming then, from New York where you like grew up, like there's uh, 12 restaurants on your walk to get a cup of coffee in the everything, morning. Everything, everything, yeah. everything. Right, right. But here's what I feel about New York now. And and I think it's amazing. I do. I love it. And uh, In fact, I filmed a, an episode of The New Thing there. Uh, I'm excited and, and for the new I'm, season. I'm thrilled about. I'm thrilled about it. I love it. It's great, but 
There are so many people on top of each other in New York that every restaurant is full, regardless if it's good or not. Right. Right. There is a wait for shitty, but you can't right? get a seat at one of those Midtown um, Irish pubs that so there's like 50 of. You can't if even- there's no need to be better, sometimes you're not better. All you have to do is be open. Exactly. <laughs> and it's full. Right. Now, I know it's very, very hard to have make a living in a restaurant, uh, especially in New York, but I feel like pound for pound, Restaurant by restaurant, we actually might be better at this moment in time. I might agree with you on that, especially because I think car culture opens it up a yep. little bit too. Whereas, like, if I li- I lived in Brooklyn for eight years, if you told me, "Oh, you got to try this restaurant in the Bronx," I'd be like, "I don't know if it's ever happening." Exactly. Without a car, I'm like, I don't yep. know if I take an hour and fifty. I'm like, when will I be in the Bronx for work and maybe I'll right. grab a sandwich? But then you come to L.A. and it's like. Oh, the San Gabriel Valley has amazing uh, Chinese food. You're like, oh, how far away is that? They're like, well, that's like a 45 minute drive. You're uh-huh. like, well, that's a journey, but yeah, that's not. I'm in that's my not, car, right? I'm in I my got car. My music. I it, got my phone. I don't have to transfer five it. times. Yeah, 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 I can. Yeah, so I think once that, in a while. Yeah, the thing is though, the traffic now here is not so good, and and the that four or five is such a dividing line, right? That it's rare that I'll get to a great restaurant in Venice. I know they're there, right? But I live on this side. And so it's actually, it's a real consideration. Yeah, I truly only, like, if I ever have an audition on the West Side in Santa Monica, I, like, build my whole day around it. I'm like, okay, 11 a.m. audition. Let me go get it. I'll get lunch at Bay City. Yes. I'll try something. And then I'll go to the beach for three hours. Like, I just do it. Once I have to be there, I'm like, yeah. what else did I want to do? What was the name of that? I, 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 I was going to ask you the marker for that pasta place you were telling me that's right next to a burger place. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wolvo. Wolvo. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that's like locked in my head of just like, when I get the chance to be on the West Side, I'm like, Google that, you know, and I'll find it. That's an amazing thing that they did. Wolvo. I know. You really turned you know me on to it. Did? Like you said, like you, you hit me with like everything that sounded right. You're like, and they keep it affordable and they make yes. it fresh and yes. it's top notch and it's quick. And it's it, all under 15 bucks, I think. And the pasta is made in Bologna for real. Right. And then it rests on the jet ride over and it's finished to LA. <laughs> yes, and then they 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 have these computerized uh computer timed baskets that lower into the boiling water. So your individual portion of pappardelle is going into the water at a different time as my uh spaghetti because uh, they cook differently. And then they can still come and out. And then they come end. out computer when yours is ready it comes out when mine is ready it comes out by machine oh that's then the man takes it and puts it in the saute pan and puts one of the eight or nine different sauces that you asked for on it makes it fresh right there for you and it is perfect pasta you feel like you're in italy oh that's amazing and italy is a big is a big place for you italy wins italy wins yeah i think I mean, now I've gotten, you know, I'm very lucky I've gotten to go to many places. But for some reason, you know, we have an affinity for what we have an affinity for. Right. I just feel at home in a, a strange way there. I what? just, it, it's everything. Everywhere you look is beautiful. That's number one. And I've been <laughs> up and down the country, not everywhere, but enough to know, wow, this place is gorgeous. They've got a high hit rate at minimum. It's 85% beautiful. I mean, if you go to Venice. <laughs> That's gorgeous. You go to Florence, that's gorgeous. You go to yeah. the lakes, that's gorgeous. You go to to Portofino, that's gorgeous. You go right. to the Amalfi Coast, you go to Rome, you go to Naples, you go to... I, 
What? Uh, I I've haven't only been hit to, a bad spot yet. I've only been to Tuscany for one week, and it was still like three of the best food experiences I've had in one week. And I wasn't even under any specific guidance. I just happened to go to like some random small places, and it's beautiful. And there is a magic to not fully knowing what everyone's talking about. There is sort of like a Narnia esque feel to yep. that, but whole, Italy is it worked. I, I know every culture is like our food is the best. We're based around food, but. Italians seem to double down on food more than in almost anyone else. We're like everyone, like, you know, you meet like that Italian family where eight people in the family are all amazing cooks. And you're like, how do you guys all good at it? And who, who do you decide does what, when? I think you're looking at beautiful stuff, you know, the scenery, the atmosphere, the, the little trattoria on the square outside life going by there for thousands of years you right. know you feel yeah. that it feels old and ancient the yeah. food is so delicious if you remember your first bite of pasta in italy you know it's just yeah. mind-blowing you're like we don't have that we, you know uh, we don't have it it just it's not i remember putting a and, piece of prosciutto on my tongue yeah. like an acid tab and it like di- just yeah. dissipated in right. my mouth and i was like Right from a like, like Tuscan butcher's hand, I was like, yes. like no glove, kind of put it, yes. put it bare hand in my hand from yes. his hand. I popped in my mouth. I was like, this is unreal, unreal. Oh. And then the people, everyone's hugging and kissing you. So what's not to like? <laughs> I, I Wait, show me the bad part. In your, I don't see it. In your Italy episode, you kissed the gelato woman and the meat guy. I, uh, forgive me for not knowing anyone's names, but yeah. you were like. Say to this big burly uh, chef guy who's got meat grease yes. all over his face, you go, yeah. you know, I kissed the gelato woman, and you guys yeah. both kiss each other. It's like the cutest moment. I, I love, that. love that guy. That's Dario Cicchini. He yeah. he was the butcher in the famous book Heat by Bill Buford. Right? Oh he, yeah, that's yeah. him. Oh wow. And he's you know he's a giant of a man with giant hands. You, it like, looks like flame proof. Can take apart an ox <laughs> without help. Yeah. Right? Without a tool. Yeah, he's like stone hands. Like and those. I think he does do that. I think he does. <laughs> but, but you saw the, the thing. Uh, he, 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 he'll take a, a big slab of meat, this Bistecca Fiorentina, which is by law, Tuscan law, to call it Bistecca Fiorentina, the steak of Florence, it must be three and a quarter inch thick minimum. Oh. That's a good law, right? That's a good law. That's a good law. <laughs> Sometimes regulation is a good thing. I, the piece of meat that you guys cook in that, when you grab it with the mitt and you and it's like as wide as like your hand could yeah. grab. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm trying to, ju- like, it's like thick like a textbook, like a fan. It's like a Game of Thrones book. It's so, like size. So in here in LA, you can actually get that. It costs a lot of money. But if you have eight people, it's not a lot of money. Right, And right. Uh, steak like that will feed eight people. Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, I think at Kisbaka you can get something like that. Oh, uh, that's recently. I heard charcoal in Venice, is you can get a steak like that. I haven't done. So it's, ki- I've been saying Kisbaka for so long. I'm I so- believe the correct pronunciation is key. All right, I'll trust you on that. Yeah, okay. I love that restaurant. I love well, that place. She's, you know, she's a, she's yeah. your friend. Well, I have a funny story about yeah. Nancy. Her daughter, I became friends with. I Vanessa. was, I was, yeah, I was briefly at CAA. Yeah. Uh, before everyone, all the comedy people moved to UTA, uh-huh. and I worked with Vanessa a little bit there. We met at South by, and we became buds. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, come grab dinner with me one time at Moza." I was like, "Oh, that's fun." And we're sitting at the counter, and she's like. 
this woman is giving us cheese and giving us breads. And I'm like, Vanessa's like, this is my mom. I'm like, oh, your mom works at Moza. It's so cool. I'm like, I'm like, where do I know the name Silverton? I'm like, I like, uh, and then I'm watching, um, I'm watching chef's table and it's someone's episode of chef's table that she's like a talking head on. Yeah. And she comes out and I'm like to my wife, I'm like, Tiff, do you recognize who that is? And she's like, Oh my God, that's, and I'm like, we sat at a bar and had Nancy serve us and explain us cheeses and me and all this stuff. And it was so amazing. And I didn't even know who she was in that moment. I like, you know, it's like shaking hands with uh, like, oh, who was that? Oh, that was Don Mattingly. Yeah, like, right. Oh, I should have. Yeah, of course. No, she's the queen. It was awesome. And she's- then when, and then watching the Italy, the, I found your show randomly on a like delta flight and i was like oh i love I-, I saw exporting raymond and i was like oh fuck uh, phil that's so funny and he like i click on it and then i'm watching it and i tell my wife i'm like you have to watch this that's nancy that's nancy and look it's phil and i watched the italy episode yeah and now and then she watched them all and she's like oh her whole thing is she's like can you tell phil he's the cutest every oh. time we go to lunch she's like tell him he's the cutest <laughs> that's very nice uh uh i'd like a picture of your wife and i'll see about training you wives <laughs> all right fair enough all right <laughs> No, I love my wife. Don't if she's listening, Monica. You know I make jokes, wife jokes. We we have a house because of the wife joke. Yeah, right. You build, uh, you, do you have to explain that to your parents every once in a while? I make the parent joke. The only par- the only joke I like more than the wife joke is the parent joke. Right. Oh, I've seen some of your stuff. I but they don't. It. They they you know they're in the show and they're they're in the new show too. I love it. The skyping your parents is like that's everyone tells me when they meet me. Oh, I love your parents. They're my favorite part of the show. I'm like, why do I bother? Why am I flying places? Why? Don't you just go talk to them for an hour? You're in like Barcelona partying, yes. eating. You Facetime with your parents, and people are like, "That's, that's my favorite, favorite part." Yes. You're like, "Don't let the line producer know that that's the yes, part that's that right. people are watching." I'll immediately drop my food and travel budget. But uh, you know, they were in exporting Raymond, and and they were the best part of that, right? And I'm not stupid. I I know stars when I see them, yeah. and so I just thought the the whole travel thing. Well, it's also this. You did the same thing with Raymond, where you're like, yes. "I got I got some models for parents that I think." would Absolutely. work script wise Absolutely. <laughs> but you know that the, there's this prejudice against old people from from executives they think old is old and they don't want it right and you know at the end of season one of Raymond I'll never forget it we were taping the last episode of season one we were lucky enough to be picked up right and some executive came over to me while we're filming and says maybe we don't need the parents in every episode next season yeah like we could save money and they're old anyway and we'll get younger demos or something if we don't have them. Like, do you, first of all, why don't you say it a little louder? They're right over there, <laughs> right? Second, do you hear the people laughing? Hear the people are laughing at them. Do you understand? Do you know that 20 whatever years later, they do, they, they've done research uh, from local stations, right? They, they're, they're aware of the demos and the numbers. For young people, kids even, the most popular characters Grandma and Grandpa. Of course. That's who your favorite is when you're a kid. Yes. You don't care. Your Grandma Old, and Grandpa never ground they're you. They're so they relatable. They never say no to you. You love them. Yeah. They say the funniest stuff, right? Yeah. They, because there's no filter. They're actually the coolest ones. We used to have reverence for old people. Now we're like, get out of the way. Well, it's a, it's a, an immediate lack of foresight because we are all become old people. If we're lucky, you <laughs> get to Brooks. be an old person. Mel right? Brooks, we mock the thing we are to be. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I I know that you're a guy who plans a lunch every day, right? Every day, you center, have, centerpiece of the day you, because we work, 
right? So it's like a it's like a tent pole. We work, work, work till we get to lunch. Yeah. The good part. And then if we have a good lunch, the work for the rest of the day will go nicely. Or if we have too big a lunch, I'm going to be asleep right. in an hour. <laughs> but there's but nothing like a the, shit lunch to like really burn your back half important. of the day. That's why I plan it. Yeah. Right? I you don't want to like know. scramble and eat like a Starbucks sandwich. No, and, and you don't waste it on somebody that, that you're not going to enjoy having lunch with. You don't waste it on a place that's not good. I'm always happy to try a new place. But if I've tried it and maybe I didn't like it so much, that's it. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody says, no, 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 you didn't have this there. Oh, yeah. You have to have this. Or like, this come with thing. me. Trust me. I, I'll, I'll order for Gotta us. Gotta have yeah. it. Yeah. And there's nothing I like more than going to a place with someone who knows a little bit about the place and it's all new to me. And having had lunch with you a couple of times is like, that excites me so much. You were like, trust, what was the thing we got at the Thai place that you were like, uh, we sought out at Love to Eat Thai? I was like, I've never even heard of that. And it came to the table. I was like, this is so amazing. Like, I the love- The cow soy. The cow soy, yes. Because I had that in Thailand. That's coming up on the show. Oh, I can't wait. I think it's my favorite thing I've ever found. Like, uh, it was insane. Ian Kidichai is a is a uh, world like he's one of the Iron Chefs, and he's from uh, Bangkok, right? And so, Chiang Mai is like a few hours away by plane. Thailand is bigger than you think, yeah. right? It already, yeah. I, I would have assumed you could yeah. like ride a scooter top to bottom. No, in no, no time yet. And so, so. We're there, and and uh, we're going down this side road, middle of nowhere, it feels like, in, uh, out in Chiang Mai. And uh, it's a shack with some little fold-up tables, little card chairs, you know, little one guy making stuff. I'm like, I don't even know how clean this is. You're eating next to propane tanks and things. <laughs> you know, it's not beautiful by any stretch of the imagination. A bowl comes, and cow soy is a kind of coconut curry-based like a soup, but with fresh noodles, like the best pasta in Italy. Fre- I mean, freshly yeah. made at the bottom of it. Then all kinds of like pickled mustard greens and shallots and onions and chili peppers. So it's this coconut, all that is going on. Then giant pieces of chicken in it, right? And then on top, crispy noodles. That's the, that's the kicker for me on that one. It's got everything going. It's literally like a, it's like a 50 texture bite. It's got bite. the sweet, savory, salty, uh, everything. Yeah. Textures, right? Crispy to creamy to everything. It's one of the best things you ever ate in your life. It's a dollar. <laughs> this bowl. Twice as big as the one we get here. A dollar. If you want the chicken and beef combo, dollar fifty. <laughs> right? That's my... Those are my favorite places in the world. Well, you can't believe it. Right. Because uh, I don't care who you are, you love a deal. Right. And, and I do. And, and yeah. when that- You're not and, want for cash. You They're- just can't believe They say the best things in life are free, right? Yeah. Or a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, free food is something truly special. Well, when that- I mean, it's just like, uh, you're, you're out of your mind. I ate the entire bowl of chicken. And the entire bowl of beef. You had and I, for two right bucks. Right there. <laughs> exactly right. I did it because I knew, when am I coming here again? Right. This is spectacular. Oh. Once in a while, you find those foods. When am I coming here again? I got Yeah, you got to like put, you put way, it in Way, way more than I normally would. And for some reason, when it's that delicious, there's no side effect. There's no like, oh, I shouldn't have. 
Right. Well, that's the thing. It, it transcends like the guilt when it's something that's truly, you only feel guilt when you're like, yeah, that wasn't worth indulging. Is like, you know, like. Or you made a mistake and you split it with your brother oh, and you're that. like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? Or that's this was so this was so much better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Oh yeah. That's I will say the one thing uh, I love uh, one the, one of many things I love b- about being married. Oh, here's a second toy. And this <laughs> one's good because it's even louder. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is a sock owl, it looks like. Then he brought it for me to show me. Look at you see that I enjoy things too, Phil. Look at this. And I'm gonna chew this now right next to your head. I got this in a tiny Thai province. <laughs> yeah. When I was traveling it's the a world. Dollar. <laughs> it looks like a dollar. <laughs> it, it is. We have to find him special toys because he finds the weakness in every toy and does assembles it that's like his only thing like he's like a genius he he oddly is and it's and he kind of knows it and he uses it against us i love it yeah um and here he goes he's going to town (laughs) let's listen he likes he just sniffed the mic he's wondering what i had for lunch (laughs) sniffing the mic what did you have for lunch nothing yet nothing yet you know i I had an apple today i'm going to the valley uh, I have a meeting up there after this, and and I'm going to a new uh, sushi bar that I found because if I if if I have a meeting, I'm like you. If if I'm going somewhere for I'll look business, up the lunch, yeah. what is there to eat around there? That's 100. percent I'm not I coming do. back here. I can do that anytime. <laughs> I'm in a new area. Exactly. What's well, yeah. to eat? I'll plan my drives home from places. Be like, ooh, well, if I take Van Ness the whole way, I can, you know what I mean, or something like. I'd be like, oh, actually, if I if I skip this, I can come this way and I'll drive right past that sushi place. Everyone says is good, and I'll go in there and like I'm this. I'm I'm I love that. Who has better sushi than L.A. I don't Maybe know. Maybe Tokyo, but I tell you the truth, I did the Tokyo show, and I was, you know, I had some amazing food. Yeah. I can't say that sushi was better there than here. Was that the 100-year-old egg episode, too? That was Hong Kong. That was Hong Kong. That was yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, you don't need that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like your attitude, Phil, because I'm a guy who will try anything, and yeah. I and I often like everything. I Me have too. A, I have a very low... When it comes to movies and uh, food, I yeah. have such a low bar of just like... I appreciate an effort or I'm like, oh, that was actually filling or like that was interesting. I could like enjoy it. I could watch a two and a half hour movie. And if there's like a six minute sequence, I really like, I'm like, that was worth it. You know, absolutely. You're, 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 that, that, that makes your life happy. Yeah. You know, if you hate everything, then you don't like, (laughs) I can't say that I'm as uh, tolerant of bad movies. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I would say I love most food, but I can't say I love most movies. Right. Yeah. I, I think in the, uh, again, to go back to the Italy episode, you have a great moment where you're not excited about eating tongue and then you, <laughs> you take the bite. Oh wait, no. Uh, was it fourth stomach? Yeah. Um, and you take a bite and you go, okay, you know, if I didn't know what that was, but it's good meat, good cheese and yes. good bread. And yes. it was, and I was like that sentence right there. You described, the, you described my favorite cuisine, good meat, good cheese, good bread. <laughs> I don't care how you combine them together with dumpling form. Yeah. And that's why I like, that's me. I, I came into food via sandwiches. Like I loved sandwiches growing up and now I'm an adult and I can afford more than sandwiches and it's a delight. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) I used to, I was a, I was a starving actor in New York for, for years. I studied theater in college and I used to eat tuna fish sandwiches almost every night. And 
then I became a writer and now I eat whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I used to eat rice and beans from Bonita on Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg for $2. Yep. I would, it was right past the walk to my apartment when I was uh, a PA or an unemployed actor, comedian. I'd be like, $2 for a great bowl of rice and beans. And they were like, do you want a burrito? And then every once in a while, I'd get like a coach an improv show and get some money or something yes. like that. I'd be like, I'd like a burrito. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, look at this king. Fancy. Like, yeah. Fancy. <laughs> um, but now it's, my wife is a, a great cook and she's, oh. and she's a nut foodie to like, uh, foodie's not the right word, but she loves to try restaurants. We like to drink wine. So it's like my life, my, my budget for food is, I mean, it's higher than it should be, but okay. it's a huge portion of uh, the money we make, surprisingly, how much we spend uh, on food. I, I certainly don't spend it on clothes. <laughs> You're talking to a guy yeah. who's in sweatpants, right? who has a I job from home I, so he doesn't I, have to get dressed. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I, I, I will say, though, and you're much younger than me, but how do you feel about the four-hour tasting menu? It depends. I, I don't, I'm more of a medium brow guy when uh-huh. it comes to food. Like I like, I like a place that's like, hey, we do a couple of things really well. It's not super expensive. It's interesting. It's outside the box. It's uh-huh. this cuisine or whatever. Yeah. Those are my places. But every once in a while, it's hard not to be like having a, an amazing tasting menu. Right. Yeah. Right. And or sometimes like, <laughs> oh, you're about to get kisses. Artie, <laughs> Artie, back up off Phil for a He's little all bit. Right. <laughs> Artie has now, for the listeners at home, Artie has now brought three separate toys, <laughs> including to his little Chewbacca. Yeah. And now he's all nestled and up on And he's just on, on my lap, and he's, he's adorable. <laughs> Too bad you can't see this, people. I know. Well, you know what? I'll I'll do it for the gram, and I'll send yeah. it to you, Phil, so you can have it as well. Nice. When this episode comes out, because this is precious as fuck. Cheech. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right. Um, This is how much my wife and I love food. I'm, I'm with you on this. We... Decided this year for the holidays to be the first time to not go see our families. We've just had like a crazy year. We're like, yeah, we're like, let's let's just travel. We feel like this. Where is are you it. going? We're going to Paris, a, a repeat trip for us, and then Barcelona. Truly, only because we like tapas. We chose six nights in Barcelona. We're assuming we're going to have a blast and find a bunch of other stuff to do. Yeah, we're, we're going to rewatch your episode in oh, preparation. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say uh, that's the rooftop those, party episode, right? You, if you watch those episodes, you you. You have a list. Yeah. I wanted it not just to be entertaining, but that uh, people leaving, you know, the show have take something with them. They have a list now that, that if they go, and hopefully that you know that's yeah. the goal. I'm trying to get you to travel. I know, and that's I'm, all I want to do and is I'm get going people to. to travel. I think the world would be better if we all experienced a little of someone else's experience. It's so true. And also, it's it's humbling to be in a place where it's not immediately catered to you via language, via visuals, right. and stuff. And it's like the first time. I've traveled a fair amount, but not until recently because I've been broke my whole life. And now I have a little bit of money. Me and my wife went to Paris. We got off the plane. We got in the airport. And we had, we're just like, we're going to Paris. We're going to Paris. We land and we're like, holy shit. We don't even know where the cabs are. We don't know how to say where we're staying. All of a sudden, it all hit us. We were like, oh, we didn't do... This is amazing. We're, we're here. No homework. Yeah, we're yeah. here. It's just the two of us in, yeah. in a world like it feels so... And then... And I'm guessing you had a great time. I had an amazing time. <laughs> Again, it feels like... And I don't know if your mind and body rounds everything up a, a grade, you know, if your body grades it on a curve. But I would be like, sit down at like a random street cafe and have like a croissant and like a, a, a yeah. coffee. And I'm like... This is, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 Heaven. <laughs> it's heaven. It's just the greatest thing to do. 
I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I've smoked a fi- I smoke an ex- exclusively jazz cigarettes. Um, and if you can get a whiff of my apartment, I uh, I was in Paris and I was like, I want to smoke cigarettes. Like, it, just, it, it looks cool. Look at all these people in their fucking scarves smoking cigs. Yeah, this is so romantic. Uh, you know what would go good with this? Cancer. <laughs> but man, Paris was a. F- uh, it's. It's a movable feast. They're right. <laughs> they are right. It's uh. just great. Uh, the world has a lot of nice things still. I don't want people to get depressed the way things are now. And, you know, we're bombarded with it every day. If you travel, you'll see. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I know we can't afford to travel everywhere uh, overseas. But there is, there's but 50 states, too. You got it. And by the way, we're sitting in a place where you can visit almost every culture in the world. Right. <laughs> right? In a few minutes. Yeah. We just don't do it because yeah. we're creatures of habit. We're also afraid to try something because we think, what if we don't like it? And I'm here to say, you're an adult. <laughs> right. You don't have to like everything. The trying of it is actually is the fun part. Uh, I I have this, I have few pet peeves in life. Yeah. I have few things that immediately write, make me write a person off. And two of them are food related. If... If you are refuse to try something, if you're like, no, I just generally don't like things like that. I'm like, yeah. no, just try taste this it. one. Yes. Just try it. You won't die. Yes. I promise you. You can taste it and you can go, that's not for me. But I, you tasting it in front of me is huge. Yeah. And then the second one is if you are remotely rude to servers oh, or the uh, end. you're toast. And like my wife. One more thing. Oh, yeah. Throw it out. We're having lunch and you don't want to. Uh, I'm going to share everything I have. With everybody. Yes. If you're one of those, I get mine and everyone else go away, uh, there's going to be a limited uh, relationship. I agree. I understand that some people are germaphobes and they're like, oh, I kind of just want one of these to myself, but you got to share. But sharing is what it's all about. I mean, I think my. I am. I'm like. Look at all the places now that do family style exclusively. Yes. They, the server comes over and says, "You know, our plates are meant to be shared, right?" I prefer that because Me then too. you get to try more things. That's of course, it. yeah. Like the uh, like Animal and Son of a Gun, which are two of my local yeah. favorites yeah, over here. Great. Walkable, great restaurants. Yeah. I feel like I'm in New York again in, in that way. You're in a great neighborhood, right? Here. Yeah. For food, heck yeah. That place Ponty that just opened up, right? right? I'm been like there yet. kind of uh, GPSing where I live to the f- yeah. freak listeners, but Ponty. Yeah. Very good. I highly recommend their pasta pomodoro. It's so plain. Well, that's him. Yeah, that's, that's his that, thing. That's, that's his specialty. That's right? his specialty. It's yeah. one of the best pasta dishes in America. I and think. I, it was, I had it in New York for the first uh, time, and I was like, "Oh, this yeah. guy's special." I had it like a week ago with my uh, week and a half ago with my in laws, and it, like it was truly. You know what the secret is of that dish? What butter? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's in uh, Bourdain's book where is he it? goes. You know why my sauce is better than yours? Yeah, because butter. butter. <laughs> yeah. And butter is the best ingredient in everything. And that's the other thing. We eat such weird crap as like a society where it's yeah. like we're like, oh, no butter, please. Give me this frozen burger that I can like grill. And it's like, yeah. I don't understand our priorities. Like, that's why I, I don't mind. I mean, obviously, I'm a big boy to begin with, but I don't mind eating unhealthy when it's like you have to try it the way it's made, you know? Well, there's a big argument as to, you know, you're much better off with all natural ingredients, right. even butter, if it is butter and cheese and, uh, you know, grass full fat beef way, yeah. and th- then the, the crap that they're, I swear to God, I do these shows and I go, everywhere and I eat everything and I come home and I've lost weight. How is that? 
And then as soon as I'm here, I start gaining weight. When we went to Paris, we were there for five days and we ate three to four meals a day and indulged at every step of the way, drank wine the entire time, but walked around the city a fair amount, came home, lost weight. Yes. It's not just the walking around the city. Right. It's just because you're eating so clean. Yeah. That's it. And so for... I'm so excited. Nah, you're going to uh, go. What do you do when for- When do you go? Well, uh, next week, Thursday, I leave. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do if you have to, if you're home and you have to slap something, do you ever, are you ever slapping together a lunch? Like, or do you always have like well, some sort of leftover container or- uh, I'm not a, I'm not a chef. I'm not a cook. I'm not good at it. I don't have the patience for it. I appreciate everyone else's great work so much that I'm thrilled to let them do it. <laughs> and, and you know, people say, how, you know, if you love food so much, you should know how to cook. I'm like, why? I meet some of the best chefs in the world. They can't write a sitcom. Right. Why do we all they have like, to do everything? A lot of people like TV. I'm that doesn't guy, mean they have to learn to write it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy who appreciates, I lo- like if I went to the magic show, amazing. Right, you don't have to then take magic. If, right. I, if, I, if I know how the trick is done, actually, I don't like it as much. Right. Let it be magic. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the same way. There, I have this thing where I'm confident. I'm a jack of all trades, but there's certain things where I'm like, it's not worth my time because I will never be at like my. I cook for my wife like one in every ten meals, mm-hmm. maybe one in every fifteen meals yeah. that we cook, and I'm always like, she's like, this is such a nice treat. I'm like, you like cooking. You're way better at it. Yep. And I prefer your food. <laughs> like, let's. I feel bad that you get pigeonholed in this job, yeah. but <laughs> you're way better at it. And I want to eat your food, not mine. I think I'm okay on the grill, right? I can yeah. make a good sandwich. I think I can, you know. But even the best chefs in the world will tell you. They're nothing without the great ingredients. Right. And that's that's what I think my specialty comes in is that I'm obsessed. I used to be part of like this uh, like gym in New York that was sort of like weirdly progressive. It was a CrossFit gym, but everyone was like on the same meat CSA and we were sharing recipes and we were cooking in like paleo and like all these like uh, things. But I got really into qual like I f- that was the year that I found out about like quality of like, oh, I got a grass-fed ground beef and made a burger from it yeah. and it tasted good and now now I'm like oh what about nitrate free applewood smoked bacon I find myself yeah. now I go to I go to the butchers yeah. my, my guys at the Grove is yeah, where yeah. we know we're fans Love, of the Grove yeah, yeah. the butchers at the Grove I, I, I'll spend a half hour and $200 there between him and the poultry market I love the quality of meat like that's yes. like my favorite thing now yeah, yeah. isn't it great because like the steak you eat in um, the Bisteca Fiorentina, yes. when you eat that, you, they the woman even says his wife, the translator, yeah. is like, there is nothing on that. That's right. And there's no salt, no zero. pepper, zero. And but, that is like, and it's absolutely amazing. Amazing. Uh, let me tell you this quick prosciutto story because I, like <laughs> I feel like you would like this. I'm in Italy. Uh, I'm shooting a movie, so I'm randomly there for a week. Friends are like... Friends that were working on the production before me were like, you got to go to this place in town. Tell them you're with the movie. We're in this small little area in Braga where if we're in the movie, like they're, they, that's all they know. That's the only thing happening in the city. Sure. So we go down to this little, and it's like a New York style deli. There's two tables, olive oil and wine on every yes. shelf. And the guy's like, 
do you want me to just bring you food? And we were like, that's exactly what we want. And we were just getting served course after course of like crostinis, bruschetta, like this, that, the other thing. And then an 80-year-old, and the guy serving us is this big fat guy who loves American movies. And Dave Franco, James Franco's brother was also in the movie. Yes. And he's his... Now You See Me is my favorite American film. And he loved it. He's like, I love magic. I love Dave Franco. And it was like, he has showing us on his iPad. It was like such an exciting culture thing there. And then he's this big, fat, sweaty guy. So nice. And a little 80-year-old man buzzes up on a Vespa with what looks like a giant paper bouquet on his back. Uh Walks in, drops it on the thing, thud unwraps it it's a giant pig leg and it's already dried prosciutto style the guy comes over slices it off with a knife and he looks over and me and my two dining mates are staring at him he goes you want it's like fresh off the vespa yes Yes. (laughs) and he comes over and that's when he just palms it and puts it right in our bare hands and oh i couldn't even i'm talking about this now i'm like now in my head scrambling for what i want to eat for lunch so as good as that is you're going to go to barcelona yeah and you're going to go to the Iberico ham store that I went to. You'll I see know, it. yeah, yeah. And you're gonna try that there. I know, I can't wait. You're gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah, the things I'm excited for are that Iberico ham store, um, the canned clams that are like amazing when you like you just pop them open and squirt a little lemon and. I know they're they're that's in Lisbon too. They have yeah. the everything is canned. Those little the sardines and tuna and stuff like that. It's I'm delicious. So into it. yeah. Makes the best souvenir too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll bring home a bunch. Home. Yeah. yeah, that's a smart move. Yep. Um, do you have any places around the world or uh, country that are like underrated in your mind? I know that's such like wow, a wow. What a question. But someone's like, you know, because everyone talks about Italy as good food and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, everyone knows that those are culinary destinations. But do you have do you have one that's like surprised you maybe or even one place? Lisbon. Lisbon. Lisbon is is unbelievable. People think of it as like a second tier European city. So I'm here to say no. No. It is as great as Paris, as great as Barcelona, as great as Florence. It is you know, a world culture, Portuguese, it it looks a lot like San Francisco. Oh, cool. It's hilly. It's on a bay. There's even a bridge that looks like the Golden Gate. There's trolleys that go <laughs> up the thing. But then it has the squares of Paris, you know? Oh, yeah, I love And those. the piazzas of Rome. And how about this? The sidewalks are these beautiful mosaics, beautiful limestone square designed and I'm not talking about in the main boulevards. I'm talking about every friggin' sidewalk is, you know, these kind of three by three inch square mosaics. Like multicolored the tiles. The entire black and white usually oh. with designs. So that says something, you know, about a culture That's that f- even under your feet is beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then you look up you at walk the building on art. Yeah. and they have those beautiful ceramic tiled buildings. It's gorgeous. The the food, their food culture is they're right on the water, so the freshest seafood, the greatest, like unbelievable. One of my favorite restaurants anywhere is is there, uh, Ramiro, which is a casual seafood place. I think we had eight different kinds of prawns and shrimps, like things you never even saw before oh. coming out there. Dessert at this place is a steak sandwich. Wait, wait. Because you've had seafood, 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 and they say, okay, this is the last course. You didn't even ask for it. It just comes. Everyone gets a steak sandwich. 
Oh man, that's my dream dessert because I'm, I'm not a sweets guy. I'm a I prefer to a dessert seconds always. <laughs> but that's genius because a lot of fish is very light and it doesn't may not fill you up. Yeah, you, you know, don't you get have that shrimp sustenance they, when you yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. I would have been fine, by the way. Right. But the steak thing came. Now. A little steak awesome. and bread to go. Uh, it was on, awesome. At the end is a great move. Yeah. So the other thing they're famous for, people don't even know this, are the pastries. They have pastries as good as Paris in Lisbon. Lisbon is like, I can't wait to go back there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about going there next year. Because my wife's family, she has like her, her, no one's there, but like her grandparents were Portuguese. So we're like, we should go see it. We've never seen it. And now when I tell her that Phil says uh, one of the best restaurants there, we're going. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's not just that restaurant. Yeah. It's it just the way of life there is so beautiful. Very walkable city. I love that. That's what's kind of like when you travel, it's like when you go to New York City, if you've never been there before and you're like, yeah, I got a slice of pizza and it was amazing. Where'd you get a slice of pizza? You're like, I actually don't know. It was like famous rays or something. You know, like yes. you can go to like a garbage place, like yes. a place that's like there's 20 of them yes. and the pizza is still the best. Right. Like, and you're like, holy crap. It's like uh, 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 taco trucks in LA. Yeah. Then you go to Paris and you're like, every place I had a croque madame was awesome. <laughs> like, you True. know, and I had them at like the most arbitrary, like this yes. just happens to be near a hotel. No research. No one told us to go here. Or play to pasta in Italy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Play to pasta in Italy. Everything's just like, you know, a rising tide raises all boats. Yes, like in Italy, yes. you're just not going to find. It's going to be hard to find bad pasta. Well, you know, you you can if you if you if you're dumb and you just go to the tourist places that where the menus outside in English, right? You know, when there's like a hawker outside saying, "Come in," yeah, in come, English, come, sit, 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 yeah, sit, yeah, 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 American, yeah, come yeah, in. This yeah, is yeah. for you. It's not for you, right? Exactly. Get out of there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you want to go to a place that's pro, like. When you travel, you want to go to a place that almost you're intimidated to walk into and not because it looks a certain way, but because it's like, I don't know. I'm going to feel lost in here. You know, you look at a foreign language on the menu and maybe you want to know what a few of the words may, but you kind of make it out what, oh, that's, is that duck? That's duck. I love nothing more than using context. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) What? You don't know what the sauce is. I don't care. Whatever it is. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out and maybe. And then you can put the words together after the fact, right? You're like, oh, yes. Yes. That must mean parsnips. Well, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Now I know. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. That's how I feel. I, I love that. I now plan my trips. I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure you're one of these idiots like me, who is planning the trip around where you're going to eat. That's first. Yeah. That's we first. Have, then we the have, hotels. We have two reservations. The, <laughs> and then the uh, then the sites. Right. The sites come third. We yeah. have reservations already in Paris because we're going to be there for Christmas, so we're a little nervous about of not finding something on Christmas yes, Day. Yes, so of course you want to leave some openings for serendipity. Right. And, and there's nothing better than walking, walking, walking and discovering right. a thing. That's usually how I, you know, I travel is I walk, I walk, I walk, I walk, seeing everything until lunch, lunch, walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. That's that's exactly how we go. Wake up, uh, coffee, breakfast, then uh, poop, shower, whatever you need there. (laughs) And then you're off for the day and just finding meals as the day goes or finding wines or beers, whatever it takes. Um, But listen, two thirds of Americans don't have a passport. That's so I'm here to change it. I want you to travel. Start in your town. Start with the Peruvian restaurant that's down the street that you're like, what do I know about Peruvian food? The, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Look on your phone. Yeah. Right? Google, yeah. If like, only that we always say, if only there was a device where <laughs> right. we could learn about this thing. Yes. Let's use our phones for good rather yes, than yes. just taking selfies. Yes. Yeah. And, and go. Just take, just go. See, first of all, you see, do other people like it? That's what I would do. Right. So there is, you know, 
Yelp is good for that initial. All you need to know is that it's not garbage. Like that's like that's I use Yelp for like it's people go to it. People go (laughs) and it's it's uh, and where it is. That's what I use Yelp for. And always, always, always cross reference with one more source. Right. That way you the odds of it being good are better. And then go and try stuff. Ask them what I, I, I go in a restaurant all the time. New restaurant. What do people like? Yeah. What's your most popular thing? The most infuriating, uh, look, I'm pro server. I was a bartender for a long time. My wife was a waiter. When the person's like, uh, I'm like, what do you like? And they're like, well, that's popular. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But what do you like? Yes. Uh, yeah, like, and then right. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to get mad at you if right. I disagree with you. Of I, I want, I'm asking your opinion. Yes. I, 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 I want to try what you really like here. You work here. You've been yes. here. Uh, be honest with but me. But you have an open mind. You have to have a little bit of an open mind. You can't yeah. just be, I don't eat that. Oh, I will never say that. <laughs> uh, like the, the but there's j- dietary restrictions that I understand. That I understand. Being a vegetarian, I understand that too. But uh, beyond that, got to try stuff. Right. That's the only <laughs> way it's going to get better for you. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you do the thing when you're out to eat? I mean, I know you do it because I've done it with you. But when you're out to eat at a restaurant and talk about like five other restaurants over the course of the meal. Well, you can't help it. This triggers a memory of something yeah. or a desire to find another version of this or right. know about a thing. Like if we're having the cow soy over here. Oh, there's a place in the valley called Cow Soy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or you're and, having and, this. And that's, we got to go there next. If you like this, wait till you have that. I think we brought up Red Sauce Italian and then we made plans to go to the next place. Yes. It was a Red Sauce Italian that's place. Right. Um, and I'm my wife and I are the same way. And then sometimes I'll have to like nip, nip her in the bud because we'll be going and she'll be like, what? Uh, We'll be talking about Thursday's dinner at like Sunday night. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's eat this meal. Yeah. Let's relish yeah, yeah. in this. It's so hard not to, though. Yeah. I get so excited. It happens. Yeah. I'm, the the restaurant I'm looking most forward to repeating in Paris was this. I can't even tell you the name of it. I have it written down. But it was a steak frites place where that's all they served was steak. Of course. And they just keep bringing it by. They just keep walking by and it's got all pav sauce on everything. And it's like, do you want more frites or more steak? And oh. they just keep like, you pay one fee. That's all they have. And they're like, slide you the steak. I on don't your know butt. that place. Uh, I'll get the name for it. I highly, and I it's can very tell you good. About, uh, I can tell you a great steak place though, that I love in Paris, in the Marais called Robert Louise. Robert Louise. Robert A, like and, Okay. Louise. Oh, all right. They cook the steak in the fireplace. It's unbelievable. Oh. Yes, you'll go crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm going now. <laughs> Robert and Louise. Well, Phil, we can wrap it up here. I know you got a meeting and I'm probably fine. a couple of lunch appointments. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, what? Uh, when does the new season drop on uh, Netflix? Well, it's so exciting. It's uh, It's got a new title. What? It's got, yeah, because now we're Netflix. And uh, they they made it a Netflix original. You don't have to worry. It's very, very, very similar to what you know. Uh, it's it's um, called Somebody Feed Phil. Somebody Feed Phil. <laughs> I like it because I feel like the dog that people forgot about. <laughs> hey, did anybody feed Phil? That's right. <laughs> You're somebody, would whining somebody, over by the coffee table. <laughs> would somebody feed him? He looks hungry. <laughs> so I like that. And six episodes at once. January twelfth, oh, January twelfth, all at once. I I would beg you, I would advise you, do not binge watch this show. No, because it's a lot like overeating. <laughs> if you have a giant meal, right? If you eat for an hour, 
you shouldn't then go eat for another hour. Right. It's a, it's hard too because then they kind it kind of episodes blend together. A I little spend bit. months on the show. Yeah, each show. <laughs> Don't blast through it like a thing. I'm happy you're excited, but please. That happened to me. I we one had to, time. We had to pace Chef's Table after yes. we watched three episodes in one yes. night. We're like too much. It's too much because now it's like. I, we didn't have a chance to like break it down. I missed that. Again, I'm less old fashioned than you, but I'm slightly old fashioned. I missed that breaking down each week's episode of a TV show at work or whatever. Or with I friends. understand the serialized shows where it's a cliffhanger. Oh my yeah. God, what's going to happen? I can promise you, spoiler alert, what's going to happen at the end of my show? It's going to wrap up very nicely. <laughs> and the next show, I can tell you already. Will Phil survive? I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> and I'm going to be okay. Um, do, uh, do you want to tease us with any of the locations you hit in the new season? Anything? Are I'll you tell you everything. To- yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. It's not a secret. It's... it's uh, it's because uh, you're going to see as soon as you put yeah, on the, all, right. it's going to be on your thing, uh, Bangkok and Israel and uh, 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 Lisbon and uh, Vietnam. Oh, that's my that's yeah. my um, bucket list. I oh, want to like wonderful. spend because two two things I love in life are street food and beaches. Yeah, and those are like. Great. T- t- two of my five favorite things in the world, and Vietnam is known for both. Well, and Vietnam I just want spectacular. I cannot wait. And I love Vietnamese food uh, based on what yeah. I've had here in America yeah. and Mexico City. Oh, I haven't been yet. Wonderful. And it's only a few hours from here, and it's you know you're in another world, a beautiful world. I love it so much. And Mexico City is that's like my new like. Where do you want to go for the weekend? I want to go there. Three hour plane ride from here. Oh. Let's go. That's right. so I mean, awesome. And yeah. the food is like Forget crazy Palm Springs. Great. Forget driving yeah. to Palm Springs. That's I mean, we, we we have a lot of Mexican food here in Los Angeles. A lot of it is great, but it's still nothing like that. <laughs> of course. <yeah>. Right? <laughs> to have it at the source, right? Yeah. If you like a cuisine, have it at the source. That's all I feel about Vietnamese food. Like, that's right? why I want to go so You won't bad. believe it. Yeah. And then uh, I do one American city every six. I figure there should be an American city. That and, and that's the last one is and and on this first batch it's uh, New Orleans. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I I could spend that. I'm am- amazed I survived actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made it the last episode because you you think maybe he won't survive. Really? Yeah. Um, you're not much of a drinker, right, Phil? A little bit. You'll have like I wine married with- an Irish girl, so it comes with. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be the sober one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep up. New or- New or- but I can't. I can't keep up. New Orleans is my favorite city in America. Hands it down. sure is fun. It, uh, it's got everything I like. It's, uh, a, it's yeah. a party. It's a real party. And the food is the best. one of the best restaurants I've ever eaten in my life Which was one? Mimi's in the Marigny. I don't know it. It's a dive bar on the first floor. Yeah. And like and it says like as you walk upside it says no smoking allowed upstairs. You're allowed to smoke in the downstairs. You go upstairs and it's like it looks like a VFW. It's like a wood paneled wall and it's like a tapas restaurant and yeah. it's all uh vino verde that they serve and all tapas and it's like the food was unreal. And I I mean I've eaten at so many places in New Orleans. I can't I've been a wait few times. to go there. That's yeah. uh, thank you for that. I I can give you one. I don't know if you know this one. It's a little out of town. It's like 20 minutes out of town. It's called Mosca's. Uh, I haven't been, no. Cuz there's a giant Italian population there. And apparently Al Capone sent his chef from Chicago saying, "You boys down here don't know how to eat." And he said, and that was Mosca. And oh. it's like Italian with crossed with the you know, occasion. Uh, like, oh. It's incredibly great. That's so awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. If you if you can't 
Like it's expensive to travel. I understand it's cost yes. prohibitive to travel out of the country. Yeah. Um, but by but the way, it's not also. It's, There's deals all the time. It's my, like, when I first started going in my 20s, I was looking for the $99 flight, which you could get and you can still get. Right. And you just have to be like driving, going to Florida for vacation is like slightly less expensive than if you find a good deal to get your to Italy yes, or Paris, whatever. Yes. But change your life. New Orleans is a way to sort of see the world within America. I feel like though well, it's crazy because it does not it does not feel like you're in the U.S. When it's you're the in most a, European of cities, yeah. you know, and the best the best cities have that kind of mashup, right? You know, yeah. this mix of everybody. We oh. have it here. We have it here. New York has it. Chicago has it. New Orleans certainly has it. Oh. New Orleans has such a European flavor, right? It true. It truly yeah. feels like you're not in America yeah. when you're there, and it's and it because there's also a a layer of lawlessness to New Orleans that makes you feel like yes, you're be at, careful, everybody. Yeah, it, it is. You know, you walking and drinking. You can take to go cups. The first time I was in New Orleans, I didn't know that. I was like, like, oh, uh, like, I'm like, we're gonna head out to another bar and we'll close up here. And they're like, do you want it to go beer? And I was like, wait, a what? And they're like, yeah, you can drink and walk around. Yeah. I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'll never forget my first time. I'm walking on Bourbon Street at night. I'm like, wow, this is a, kind of amazing with the music coming out of every door yeah. and everyone's in the street and there's no cars and you're just walking down the street. And, and I go, I think I love this. And all of a sudden, a, a, a frat boy right in front of me just leans over <laughs> right on the street. I'm like, oh, I let's go on the next street. Is there a second floor restaurant? Yes, right. <laughs> um, so that's January 12th on Netflix. Check out Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, I look for you there. I'm gonna you're I, I hope you like it. If you like it and, and it makes you want to travel, I'm telling you there's no more mind expanding thing we can do in life. I agree. Right? Nothing makes you feel and it's so like it's so cliche to talk about, but nothing makes you feel inspired or recharged. I hate saying words like that, but yeah. it truly does feel like that. Like I'm, gr- I'm, I've been grinded down a little bit by 2017. If I'm being completely honest, who hasn't? And I'm looking so forward to ten Get days of just little. me and my wife just wandering yes. around Barcelona, eating and drinking. Snack based economy is what my friend referred to it as <laughs> the other night. Shout out to Dave Holmes. He said, "Oh, Barcelona, it's a snack based economy." Yes. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> You're gonna have a great time." Um, well, this episode will come out. Uh, well, you're listening to it now, so it'll be out the week of that uh, of the premiere. So wonderful. Tur- t- tune in tomorrow n- to Netflix to check out, oh. or midnight tonight if you're listening to this in the day it comes yes, out. Yes, yes. L- listen to uh, and check out um, "Somebody Feed Phil" is the name. Can't wait. It's a little less wordy than the uh, PBS title, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you you lose a, a sweet Harry Met Sally ref. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for coming on. I, I look forward it. to more lunches, and I appreciate you coming by to talk. Thank you. As always, I'm at John Gabris on Twitter. Oh, Phil, are you on Twitter and you want people to tweet uh, any recommendations it's, or it's uh, my reviews name, of the show? Phil Rosenthal, just go to that. Phil Rosenthal, yeah. at John Gabris. Um, as always, um, if you rate me five stars on iTunes and roast me in the comments, I'll read it on air. Um, <laughs> check out Gabris.com slash shirts for uh, all new shirts. And I'll see you around, shitheads. Get out of your home, go see the world, and eat some fucking food. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.